It's the Winning Ticket Podcast, where victory is guaranteed, with Dean. Hey everyone, welcome to welcome back to the Winning Ticket Podcast. Um, we have a longtime recurring guest panelist, part of the Winning Ticket family. I know that a lot of our fans have been chopping up a bit to um, get him back and give you some of that football knowledge. That's right, football as in soccer. And of course, I am referencing Matt, who is a globetrotter, soccer writer, published author, podcaster, the whole nine. Matt, you want to say hello to the people? Hello, Winning Ticket Podcast viewership. Uh, It's a real pleasure to be back on with Dean. And of course, I've been listening to uh, the fellows do their weekly NFL coverage, which has been uh, on point. I've actually reap the benefits of that content so thank you but yeah it's great to be back on i know this is i think the second or third episode we're going to be doing in terms of soccer coverage so i'm definitely looking forward to uh shedding light on some of the top leagues some of the matchups you guys should be uh keeping an eye out for uh especially in the champions league which i know we're going to dive into i know there's still time and things can change with the january transfer window coming up but um it should be fun to talk about and uh it'll help you guys hopefully make some money Oh yeah, absolutely. And and that's the thing we're leveraging, you know, Matt has such a, a large skill set in knowing a ton of things about um, soccer. So specializing a little bit in the Serie A uh, or, uh, sorry, by the way, I'm going to butcher a lot of pronunciations here. So um, however, you know, we all pronounce things like that. So the Italian league, Matt, it has a great grasp on, um, I'm, you know, my background is, you know, as everyone knows, I'm a, I'm a big sports gambler and um, no sport is left out of that. And as someone who you wouldn't be able to tell from my body type, but I played soccer for 14 years. So I actually do watch um, the Premier League mostly every Saturday morning. So, um, Matt, you know, it's funny. We, we tweet about this every once in a while at Winning Ticks Pod. Uh, you know the handles by now. But um, sometimes we tweet some things and you'll see um, hashtag soccer boys, you know, getting together some Im- immense value to our um, low number of followers, but if anyone is tailing, because we have had, you know, some DMs about um, tailing our soccer plays, I, I think that there's a ton of value here. And with football winding down, we're going to get you guys um, the other sports that we all take because, you know, we're not just NFL specialists. So um, Matt and I actually, you know, lifelong friends. So we text all the time. And we, we have been building a parlay every week. Uh, Matt's been bang on with it, with his legs, uh, usually the ones that I pick are the ones that fall short. But, you know, I'm turning it around. I did, I incorporated this into my regular research. So um, for a quick episode, we're going to give you guys our Saturday soccer parlay or whatever day Matt says is a better day, but my two games are from Saturday. So um, without further ado, I'm actually going to lead us off. So now something to remember um, in general about soccer is that there are a couple of ways to attack the the betting aspect of it and that is of course since a draw is not only a possible result but for it's the the desired result for a lot of these teams that are going into some of these matchups so um that's something that you you have to consider whereas in football it's just you know side one with a spread side two with a spread and one of those outcomes will hit um especially because of half points spread betting in soccer is really not profitable and it's actually kind of stupid so um we're talking strictly money lines typically and it's a three-way bet so there'll be side one side two and then a draw and i would say matt from my experience a lot of my losses have come when i pick a team to win and they end up drawing so i'm actually going to cover um what happens you could take a special 
prop bet where it's um it says draw no bet which you have to lay a little bit more but if if match ends in a draw you just get your money back you don't lose anything so that's something if you're um being bankroll stingy or if you just don't like to lose um that's a that's always a good way to attack it as well but i'm going to start off with my my first game so i could really leverage matt's expertise and i'm going to go manchester united minus 130 of course um they're a team that that i hate they're my packers of the english premier league um it if we have any crossover listeners from the NFL, you, you know, you hear me every week talk about how much I hate the Packers. But, you know, I'm not going to leave a good value on the board um, when I see it. So Manchester United is only minus 130. Uh, they're in a good run of form. They're unbeaten in their last six in the Premier League. And, of course, Matt, um, one of those games was winning against uh, Manchester City, their crosstown rivals, in the Manchester Derby. That was a huge emotional win. And, of course, um, knocking off their former boss, Jose Mourinho, in Tottenham. That was also a big win, too. But six, they are um, unbeaten in their last six, as I just <laughs> told you. Um, they are playing a team who's dead. They're in dead last. And they actually played competitively against Liverpool. I think maybe someone radioed down and told them that I have some score props on Liverpool. So they actually played defense that game. But nonetheless, they are 1-5-1 and one in their last six home games, giving up 17 goals in that span, nearly three per game. Um, I think the issue is, and of course, the, the team that I'm mentioning is Watford. Uh, sorry, I didn't say that earlier. But I think the only issue with this bet, and the only way I could see this not hitting, is um, if there was a draw. And like I had said, if you want to lay a little bit extra, minus 290. And that is, if it's a draw, you get your money back. So look to juice you know, a bigger bet on that, at minus 290. There's, um, you'd have to lay a, a lot in order to get a good return. But I like the minus 130. And uh, Matt, do you have any any inclinations on either of these teams? Is anything I said usable, or was it all crap? Uh, what, what do you think about that? <laughs> no, I, I think it's interesting to to point out, um, you know, the, you know Manchester United at this point because I think you know we look. And I think in fo- uh, soccer or football, wherever you want to cover, you want to slice it, is one of those sports where I think um, form is such a key thing. Yes, but also the fact that where certain matches fall in place in your schedule is also pivotal too. And I think, you know, I, I was on a podcast with the state of play pod with my partner mm-hmm. and we were talking uh, pretty much about, um, you know, uh, we kind of re- re- rehashed and recapped the Manchester Derby and whether or not we were kind of stunned by the results. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and really, if you look at it, it was, it came a couple of days after, um, if you guys recall, or you recall Dean, the, the match against Tottenham, right? It was kind of the yeah. Jose Marino revenge game, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I was looking at that and I'm thinking to myself, well, if Tottenham, I mean, if, if Manchester United find a way to get a victory here, they can really ride that into the Manchester Derby. And I think we were having that conversation, ironically, mm-hmm. um, at the time of going to escape room. Yes. I think you, you, we were having that conversation and you were saying, oh, I actually laid a little bit on Manchester United because if something tells me I think there's some value there. And there's mm-hmm. a possibility, especially when you throw in the fact that you have that, that rivalry games. Those are sometimes kind of toss-ups, and we even had the same conversation at the time of recording, or the day of recording, uh, with Barcelona Real Madrid, where mm-hmm. you really kind of have to really take that into consideration in the fact that, yes, you can look at the form of both sides, but you also have to kind of say, well, is that form, how much is that form, how much value is in that form? And I look at Manchester United at this point in time, and I think based off how they're playing, uh, Marcus Rashford scoring goals, he's playing very consistent, very sharp football up top. Um, and, and you throw in the fact that they got Fred in the midfield, who was a somewhat of a bust under Jose Mourinho. Now he's coming to life. It seems as though as Ali has got things back on track. They're making that climb up the table. And I think that's something you want to 
ride. Now, of course, it, it makes it easier on yourself and your conscious when you approach this game because, again, to your point, Watford, bottom of the table, they're, uh, they're, they have really no, no signs or no hope of really climbing out of this gutter that they're in. So, mm. I mean, there may not be a lot of value in this, but I think if you're looking at kind of the long-term value of Manchester United at the, as a club and where they can kind of project, I think there is value in um, them as we head into 2020. And of course, obviously, I don't, wouldn't consider um, you know, the, 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 the risk in this match that much. Mm-hmm. I mean, is it really worth you putting money into Manchester United over a bottom-of-the-table team? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, but unlike in other sports where, again, you know, where you guys talk about it quite a bit, NFL, where you can have those one-off games where a team just kind of stuns you all of a sudden, you know, perfect example was the Niners, right? Niners with the Falcons, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think many people anticipated the Niners out of nowhere, just kind of dropping the boat there and then obviously conceding the first place in their division. So that's mm-hmm. just something to bear in mind when you kind of want to compare sports and kind of, you know, try to apply some of the same logic and same elements of your sporting uh, sporting gambling approach to a, a game like this. But yeah, getting back to you know, the main thing here um, mm-hmm. to kind of wrap things up on this. Um, yeah. I mean, I think you made some great points on Manchester United and I think they're a club that, um, you know, they kind of are trending in the right direction and against teams like Manchester city or Liverpool and some of the top six, I think they're worth taking a full, uh, worth taking some, uh, some risk on because there is still chances that they're going to be still uh, underdogs in those games. And there's good value if you do want to lay a little bit on them. Okay. So I, 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 yeah, I, I see what you're saying. So basically Manchester United are they're They're middle. They're like not a mid table. They're like upper mid table. They're in sixth place right now. So they could uh, make a, a kind of a run for the top four. I mean, I don't necessarily know if I see that uh, season long, but I, I think what if, if I um, am, correctly hearing you uh you're basically saying that when they're underdogs they have a lot of value but maybe not in the favorite role so that may be something that i take a a better look at you know what you know rather than slicing it and laying minus 130 i think um a good value play and this is what i've done for the last couple liverpool games because um as you know I, i may have not told anyone but i am a liverpool fan and um, usually that you have to lay a ton in order to get something on them. Right. Uh, that's kind of what, that's more or less what I was getting at. Right. I mean, I could, if Manchester United on their form versus a team like Watford bottom of the table, are you really going to, you know, there, cause there's a chance that Manchester United can slip up because we've mm-hmm. seen them this year do it. That's kind of more or less what my point was. And this is that like, oh, yeah. yes, they are a team that has some value because they can show up in big games, mm-hmm. but you still have to be have somewhat cautious of them uh, against certain teams because they do have the capability of switching off and you know, kind of you know, turning in like a, a draw against a team who's maybe mm-hmm. 15th or 16th in the table. Oh yeah, definitely. And you, you know what? I, I really love that aspect of it. So I may be looking more of the minus 290, but at the minus 130 price tag, I actually still see a little bit of value because you're not laying um, a ton necessarily. I mean, to break it down into layman's, you lay $13, you win a tenner. Um, that, that'd be pretty nice too. Another way to slice it is uh, goal props. Even if you, you know, as Matt, you're saying they may slip up, but let's just say that they only win. Let's just say that they do win one, nothing, or God forbid they draw maybe a zero, zero, something um, that's kind of a very boring uh, watch for everyone. Well, actually uh, DraftKings, which is available in New Jersey, which as you guys know, by now we're a New Jersey based uh, podcast. They have a um, thing that you could opt into that if any game ends zero zero, you get your money back. So you get a little bit of protection there. And then also um, with, with respect to this, the draw, the, the exact score props actually are a lot more profitable than just taking the sides. Of course, they're a lot more risky because any goal one way or another um, could completely ruin the bet. And as my ultimate value play, 
Um, here's one that if you really think that Manchester United are going to thrash them here, um, Manchester United 3 nothing. correct score is 1,500. Um, I, now, thinking about that long shot of an odd, if you equate that to the NFL, that would be almost like a team coming back from down 27, which has only happened once in NFL in NFL history. So I, I, I like the numbers, so to speak, uh, on the value. But Matt, I'm actually going to ask you a little player uh, question, mainly because I don't know. And, um, you know, if you do some DFS when it comes to the Premier League, this might be good to know. But what is, what's the, the status on Pogba? Is he uh, done? So um, for those who don't know, Paul Pogba is um, – some have called the best midfielder in the world. Jose Mourinho pissed him off to the point that he doesn't really play anymore. So is he hurt or is he leaving or what, what's going on? I haven't seen him on the, on the field in a while. Well, in the summer, he was kind of rumored to be possibly going to uh, Real Madrid – with a return to Juventus, and of course he wound up staying at um, at Manchester United because uh, I, I, there's, from what I've read and you know, the reports mm-hmm. I've, I've kind of gathered, is that they couldn't really agree on a fee. They tried to sell him for more than what they purchased him for, so it was kind of uh, more of a fee. I think it's obvious that Paul Pogba probably wants to kind of leave, but I think at this point in time, he's not going to be sold in January, and for right now, this season, he hasn't really been a main factor or much of a factor at all for Manchester United, but, mm-hmm. you know, Right now, his status is he was kind of on his way back, and then uh, apparently he got like an illness, like he's sick. And now I, I don't anticipate mm. this being a, a long term thing. I think you know maybe the next couple weeks with the winter break, maybe it's a convenient scratch or convenient uh, illness for him to take a little bit extra time for himself and his family. But nevertheless, mm. I think he's a player that um, look. If you're looking at Manchester United, I think they're right now at this point in time, at least they're getting on quite well without him. Obviously, he's very talented. He's very impactful when he is properly placed in the formations that he's uh, his his style of play and his his traits best suit but i think right now i think it's you can't really put too much uh stock in him making a, um, an impact at least in the short term i think if he comes back mm. and he's um you know given that opportunity under ollie to play regularly um and and he is producing and he is making an impact then i could start to see him really kind of be uh, an individual you want to maybe invest in in that dfs or kind of lean on in those bigger bigger matches if you're kind of going towards that outcome route or just a straight up you know picking a side in a match so um yeah i, I think it's someone to keep an eye on in, the, in the, the second half of the season but right now it looks as though it's kind of one of those things where they don't want to rush him back he doesn't seem like there is any reason to right. get rushed back and it's kind of one of those situations where i wouldn't surprise me if he is sold probably in the summer although again stranger mm-hmm. things have happened sometimes things change yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, while we're mentioning the futures, um, obviously, since he's one of some have called the best in the world um, in the futures market, Manchester United to finish in the top four. So to move up two uh, places, they're only in six right now. That is plus 340. So maybe some season long value there. But um, we're going to roll right on to continue to build this parlay. So I'm actually going to lock in that menu minus 130. Maybe despite the the best advice from uh, the actual expert. So, um, you know, you could even fade me if, if you guys want. But my, my next game is actually going to be my, my reach game. Um, and, Matt, I kind of wanted to get your opinions on this. So, playing at home, I'm going back to the bottom of the table, but I'm going in a different way. So, this handicap, I, I always like to do this for sports where you could kind of isolate a little bit. So, for example, like basketball and in, in college hoops, mm-hmm. uh, a very frequent thing that you're hearing me say is, you know, it never hurts to bet on the team that has the best player on the floor. You know, um, same thing you actually said today in text, you know, I don't like betting against Messi. That's completely, that's completely fine because, you know, he could do magical things. 
Um, I'm not saying that he that this next player is the best person on the pitch, but he is a great scorer, and this is an underachieving team. And this is a good old-fashioned fatigue fade two teams playing um, different schedules here. And, of course, uh, that is Norwich and Wolverhampton Wanderers to draw at plus 270. And the player, of course, that I'm mentioning is Timu Puki, who has nine goals. I like a little bit of firepower in some of these shitty sides. Like I said um, previously talking about Watford, they don't really score at all. I mean, only, what, one or two goals? They haven't scored in three games, actually. So uh, Watford, they don't have any firepower, which makes me a little bit more comfortable backing aside. I'm going to take a draw here because even if Norwich is suspect at the back, they are playing at home. They have two draws against teams that are typically in the top six in Leicester and Arsenal in this month. And of course, like I had mentioned, Wolves have played six games in December um, because they are in the Europa League. So it's just something to think about. I, I don't know if, if Wolverhampton has that deep of a squad to be playing all these games. And of course, talking about squad depth, I mean, look at what happened in Liverpool yesterday. They had to trot out a bunch of teenagers to play in the League Cup and uh, lost 5 nothing. But then today in Qatar won because that's where the real team was. So it's something that you always have to look for, especially these mid-table teams. I, I bring up depth as a real question. So I'm going to go for a draw here, mainly because I could totally see Wolves going up one nothing, and people think, you know, it's business as usual. And then, boom, Pookie pulls out a goal. Or conversely, maybe same thing, Norwich is up a little bit. And then Wolves um, kind of get one in just because they have quality of players. So um, what do you what do you think of, of any of that? Well, I think it's fascinating because I'm looking at, you know, I think you have to, in, in certain situations, also look at histor- historically how the two teams have fared. Now, obviously, mm-hmm. the Wolves are, I think last year, if I'm correct, they were new to the Premier League. They spent a ton of money. They got some really quality players in their side. Uh, Ruben Neves, 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 I think mm-hmm. Ruben Neves, midfielder, excuse me. Um, very good midfielder, a player who's probably going to make a move in the summer. Um, but they're his head to head. They're they date back these two clubs to their championship days. You know, spanning yeah. over maybe the last three four years. And the head to head meetings have actually, if you to believe it, have been in favor of Norwich. They've actually okay. won three, have drawn one, and lost two. So hmm. they're kind of Norwich are a team that you know does play well against Wolves. And of course, bear in mind that, that the squads have changed over the years. Players change. Mm-hmm. You know. Wolves have seen significant investment. But when you have a guy like Timo Puki who, listen, is a player who can score goals, he's proven that he can be a Premier League scorer. When you throw in the fact that also Norwich are at home, which they're in the bottom of the table, they got that motivation where they need to get a big result against a team in the top half of the, top half of the table if they mm-hmm. want to climb out of this gutter that they're in. I mean, there is some value there for sure. I think a draw is a pretty safe bet in this. Um, mm-hmm. what, what are you looking at in terms of uh, the value there? What do you, what, 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 what are the lines look like? So the draw is, <coughs> excuse me, uh, the draw is, uh, I mean, I'm so, I'm so passionate about Norwich uh, getting this result that it, it choked me up a little bit. No, but uh, we, have, <laughs> we have Norwich uh, plus 270 to uh, draw this one. I was actually kind of looking while you were saying that. If you want to take a double chance bet, right? So basically what it is is you're, you're covering two outcomes. So you have either Norwich to win or the result to end in a draw. That's actually only minus 125, which is um, – very favorable for people that are standard betting. That's only 15 cents to the dollar more than uh, just a regular play. So um, that's something too, if you really want the, the, the parlay to hit so, pretty much, but um, yeah, I'll probably make one with uh, that minus 125 where I'm covering both sides. And I'm going to do one where I'm reaching for it for this Norwich plus 270 to draw. And of course, plus 280 
to um, win outright. And of course, mathematically, I know that um, this is the American money line. We may have some European listeners on this one because we are talking about uh, soccer. I mean, excuse me, football. So, um, <laughs> gotcha. There. So, um, really, what what I think it are rather the odds are. Um, I don't really know how they do it with like the decimals, but it is two point eight times your return if Norwich wins, two point seven times your return. Um, the best way I like to break it down is a hundred dollar bet, ten dollar bet. It's ten to win twenty seven um, on the draw. So that's something that that I'm kind of looking for. Here. And and I also just want to bring this up real quick too, Dean, is that mm-hmm. it's worth mentioning that despite their positioning in the table, I'm speaking on Wolves here. Mm-hmm. Recently, I mean, you know, they've have been kind of you know a little bit shaky in certain certain matches in the Premier League. I'll give give you their last uh, four or five results between uh, Premier League and the Europa League. Mm-hmm. So in the Europa League, they draw they drew three three against Braga. The next match in the league was against Sheffield at home. They mm-hmm. drew one one. The next game, they beat West Ham, followed by a 2-2 draw uh, away to Brighton, then a 4-0 uh, victory over Besiktas, and then they lost 2-1 to Tottenham. So they're very shaky. They're very kind of week-to-week, and I think that's kind of a, a proof in the, from the fact that they are perhaps a little bit young, and maybe they can't quite put string together some sort of consistency. Now, of course, they have mm-hmm. talent, as I mentioned, but they are susceptible to dropping points or – at least getting matches where they can concede and they also can, um, you know, kind of make it, make things a little bit more difficult than they need to be. So um, with that in mind, I think there's definitely some value in Norwich if you're going just strictly the outcome route, not so much betting on the score. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. And you, you took the, the handicap right out of my mouth. And of course, because playing all these extra games, um, you know, you have to question whether or not fatigue comes in Norwich being bottom of the table. I actually think, um, you know, and I don't have this handy right now, but looking at all the teams in the Premier League, like uh, they might make a little push to kind of stay up this year. Um, you had mentioned too, with Wolves kind of slipping a little bit, that that draw to Sheffield was um, a pretty bad result, considering that Sheffield just made it up for the first time in a while, or maybe ever. I'm I'm actually don't have the history of Sheffield United uh, handy right now. But Norwich is kind of going in the opposite direction. They just drew Leicester, who is in second place in the in the Premier League. A very uh, good team. Yeah, maybe maybe that's something similar to what we were talking about with Manchester United beating Tottenham. You know, maybe they they're walking around with a little bit of swagger, a little bit of confidence going around. Um, so this is definitely one that I'm going to be adding in to the parlay. Matt, do you have a game that you're circling, whether it's watching or um, a team that that you think dead set will win this weekend? Uh, what, what are you looking for? Well, are we, are we st- if we're not sticking specifically um, Premier League, I mean, no, I could d- be definitely have some. Okay, so I mean, I have a couple games um, in Serie A that I want to just briefly pull up because at this point in time, I think things are getting really interesting, sure. um, you know, in the, in the Italian time flight. So I'm just going to go up and start off with a couple games um, this this week, and I'm just bring up Saturday's real quick menu for you. So mm-hmm. um, I, I I see Tor- Torino Torino at home versus Spal um, okay. as a, a great bounce back game for Torino. Torino um, last weekend actually they were up three zero to Elos Verona, a team that's been pretty good defensively this year. Mm. Um, and they actually gave away three goals to three substitutes and dropped points. So they Ooh. that's a that's a massive disappointing disappointment for a team uh, coached by Walter Mazzari, who ironically did coach Watford uh, not too long ago. <laughs> um, so I look at Torino. I look at Torino um, over against Spal as a as a pretty safe bet. I think they're going to rebound. They're a team that's good defensively. Andrea Belotti is a good striker. Oh, I yeah. do like what they have in certain areas on their squad. So I, I really do think to, betting Torino at home. 
after that sort of result is pretty safe against Spall, who have been um, a team that has regressed this year after a pretty good um, overachieving mm-hmm. year last year. Yeah, and that's a, that, that looks great betting-wise. Uh, Torino is only minus 140. Like you said, I like the extra motivation. I like the, the home field as well. Um, that factors in a ton in soccer scoring in front of your supporter section is always great. And at minus 140, I mean, this passes the, the Dean test of, you know, I'm, I'm willing to lay it. I, I'm not laying all that much. It's not that, that much more than a regular prop bet on a Sunday. So minus 140 uh, for Torino will definitely be in my parlay. Yeah, and then if you're looking for one more, I think, or at least two more, I just at least to keep an eye on. Again, they're 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 somewhat tricky because again, based off how small these teams are and how week to week they they can perform, uh, their, mm-hmm. their performances can vary. Excuse me, Parma versus Brescia. Brescia are a team, of course, with Mario Balotelli. They're a team that has been uh, changing managers uh, quite a bit. They've actually had their um, their first manager in the season, Eugenio Carini, was sacked. They brought in. Uh, Fabio Grosso, who, if you guys remember, was oh, the yeah. Italian national team uh, defender who, who converted the penalty to win the World Cup in 20, 2006. Mm-hmm. Then they let him go, and then they brought back Corini, and they've been pretty solid um, over the past couple games under him. So they have to travel to Parma, a team that has quite a bit of firepower um, in the attacking area with Dejan Kulosevsky, a young talent, uh, as get, is getting some Premier League interest. Has Gervinho, a FIFA Ultimate Team darling, um, oh yeah. So, so Parma or Parma at home against Brescia um, is another one to keep an eye on. I think Parma are a team that can score, and they are kid- capable of putting up goals. And Brescia are just far too inconsistent for my liking, and I don't think they're just going to travel well here. And then the last game on Sunday would be Sassuolo at home against Napoli. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Sassuolo are a team that um, they mm. do play good football. They have some quality players: the Domenico Berardi. Francesco Caputo, who is an underrated signing this summer. He, I think he's on eight goals. Um, and Napoli are kind of in somewhat of a state of disarray. They fired Ancelotti, who could be on his way to Everton, um, if reports are correct. They have Gennaro Gattuso as their manager, former AC Milan coach. Oh, wow. Um, and they're, they're really not playing well. I think on their own, we, we, Dean, we were hanging out last week. Yeah. And Napoli actually uh, lost to Parma, a last, a last uh, gas winner from Gervinho. Uh, ironically enough. So wow. Napoli are in a situation where if you can find some sort of value in maybe getting a, uh, picking the other team to draw or maybe win, you mm-hmm. should consider it. Although, again, Napoli are a team that's just – they're underachieving. They have a lot of talent in their squad. Many pick them to be title contenders, and they're falling further down the table, and they're, quite frankly, out of contention for the title and really falling deeper out of contention for top four. So I added those two games. If I'm going to you know, kind of give you one more on top of the Torino one, that I think you you seem that you want to go with. I'll probably say Parma Brescia is one to keep an eye on. I don't have the the, the numbers in front of me. Maybe you can kind of sure. shed light on that. When, but that's another one I would keep an eye on. Yeah, definitely. And you know, as far as like gambling Twitter goes and gambling, I guess podcasts. I don't know. I don't listen. This is all I need. Um, you know, a lot of times they'll be like, "This is a lock of the week," and it's minus two eighty or three hundred or something. Matt Parma is plus one ten, so great value there. You're getting even odds plus a dime. And then also, um, Sassuolo is plus 390 to win, plus 330 to draw. So, of course, going with the double chance, that's actually plus 120 that they'll win or draw. So, plus 120 odds that Napoli uh, drop points. And this is kind of a concept that, that I've kind of um, been working on, and I displayed the last time that we um, had a soccer episode, is that, you know, you have to realize that, yes, the FanDuel and DraftKings lines, they're only available in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and Indiana. So I don't know if anyone in Indiana is really looking for Sassuolo. Uh, and exactly. Really, 
checking that market. So um, there are times that there's great value and it just hangs out there because the public doesn't it's, bet it. It's so, very sneaky value. And people will look at Napoli and say, well, they're, they're in the Champions League round of 16. They have they had Ancelotti as their coach. They have all these class players. They're always kind of in contention for the title, right? Okay, so mm-hmm. naturally, if you're not following Serie A, which most people aren't, then, of course, there is, again, to your point, a ton of value because of, because of the unknown uh, in, in this market where DraftKings is available. Oh, definitely. And there's a ton of value here. I, I noticed, too, Matt, that on game day, the, the big FIFA teams, uh, let's call it, get a lot of love that, um, you know, the Barcelonas, the Inters, they, um, the public bets them down a, a lot. And there are some situations where, you know, the, the market just is incorrect in that. So, guys, we're, we're really giving you some great value. Even if you've never played FIFA, even if you don't watch soccer, um, we're giving you some straight from the experts. So, Matt, actually, your parlay that you gave or your three Italian parlay, if, you know, listener, if you like it, that is Torino minus 140, Parma to win plus 110, and Tassuolo, um win or draw. That parlay, that three-leg parlay, three parlay is plus 692. So good eat in there if you want to um, follow the actual expert. Or if you kind of like anything that I've said, my parlay would be, that is uh, Norwich to win or draw double chance. So that's minus 125. And then Manchester United to win. And then I'm going to take Matt's um, probably one of one of his more strongest handicaps, which is Torino at minus 140. So that three-leg parlay. I like that a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm really liking that a lot. So dare I say that's Matt's par, uh, lock of the week. So that is plus 446. So honestly, guys, we're giving you um, four times or four and a half times value or almost seven times value. Actually, um, you know, as I've mentioned, and, you know, I don't want to harp on it and sound like a jerk and go, you know, in my text conversation, but you know, the first week that we were doing this, I asked Matt, Hey, who's your like dead set winner of the, of the week. And you were like, Oh, um, Cagliari, I, I believe was the, was the team name. And, um, I took it, it was uh, plus 800 and they won outright. You know, what other gambling shows could give you eight to one odds as a lock of the week. And it hits very, very capably. Um, it's I think it's easy money guys. That that's all you guys need. So, um, honestly, I, th- I think now we're going to wrap up. Uh, of course, we're, we're going to post both of these parlays and uh, we'll let you know how they do. And, um, you know, Matt, I really look forward to making this a weekly thing. And uh, let's get the people some money. Let's get us some money, too. Absolutely. And I think, you know, we obviously didn't cover the Champions League. But I think, you know, as we get closer to those knockout rounds and those knockout uh, stages of both the Champions League and the Europa League, mm-hmm. I think, obviously, um, you know, it, it's, it's definitely something we're going to discuss at, uh, at length and give you guys more value there, especially the Europa League. I think that's a really fascinating one because uh, real quick before we wrap up is that, you know, you look at a team like Lazio, for instance, who yeah. were actually eliminated. They didn't even get out of the group stage, oh, right? Yeah? But, they're, but they're a team that's three points behind Juve and Inter for the title right now. Okay. So it just speaks to the fact that it's so kind of iffy with all these, these long-distance travels and these midweek games, these kind of odd opponents that they got to face and the lineups that they do put in there. That mm-hmm. you know, you really have to kind of monitor those things as well, and I think it just goes down to the fact that you know, again, there's a lot of factors that come into play uh, when trying to lay down money and trying to do it in a way that's uh, safe, but also can find that value for you. And I think that that's what we're uh, what we're here for. So, Dean, thanks for having me on. I really do uh, appreciate it. I really was in, uh, enjoying this conversation. 
Oh, definitely. You're, as as one of the inaugural members to the Winning Ticket family, um, you're always welcome here. And yeah, like like I've been mentioning, uh, Matt has a ton of uh, soccer related things going on. Published author, Sirius XM guest and person, uh, podcaster. Um, Matt, where, where can the people find all of your works? You guys can find me on Twitter at Matt underscore Santangelo. A lot of uh, regular articles, regular tweets. I don't normally tweet a lot of betting stuff. I think that's what Dean and the, uh, the winning ticket boys are, are, are best for. But I do provide a lot of insight throughout matches and really in the buildup to matches that I think could be of value if you're looking for more on uh, you know, Syria, yes, but more so um, just world football in general because I do tend to cover quite a few bases. Mm-hmm. And then also um, the the excellent podcast that, that you are on yes. um, all the time, it, it State of Play. It is definitely in my regular podcast rotation. I would definitely suggest that all of our listeners check that out as well, especially if, you know, maybe you don't like soccer and we just kind of opened your eyes to this great betting world with insane value. Let's just say both our parlays hit. Um, you know, I, Matt, I wouldn't be surprised to see some uptick to the State of Play because uh, the people want to hear more about your I- insane knowledge base. Absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, definitely been a joy. We cover top five leagues. Uh, obviously, it's uh, the French League, Serie A, Bundesliga, La Liga, Premier League, and we do a little bit of MLS. But um, yeah, it's we've covered quite a bit on the podcast. And once again, there's a lot of good content there for you if you're a novice to the game or if you just want more information on what's going on and some of the, the developing storylines across the major leagues. Uh, you guys can check that out on the State of Play pod. We do appreciate all the feedback and support you guys give us. Absolutely. So. Um... Yeah, so thanks for tuning in. And, of course, a regular show going up tomorrow, the NFL. Um, We got some some insane shakeup in the Big Bank. And, of course, uh, the guys are going into fantasy finals weekend. Matt, actually, I'm playing against John in the finals in our league again. So we have an all-winning final. So uh, thank you all for listening up, and uh, we'll see you next time.